Hello, good evening, and welcome to another episode of Brett's Old Time Radio Show. Welcome to my home here in beautiful Lime Bay, where it's a bit chilly today, uh, I must say, and looking out across the bay, well, it's a little bit choppy. But it doesn't matter, because you and me are very cosy, very warm, heating's on, and, uh, well, let's just sit in front of the fire, and let's have a little chat while we listen to the latest episode of Brett's Old Time Radio Show. A huge thank you for joining me once again for our regular late-night visit to those dusty studio archives of old-time radio shows right here at my home on the south coast of the United Kingdom. I'm Brett. I'm your host for our nighttime podcast. Welcome to another episode. I've got Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. They're all called Brett's Old-Time Radio Show, and I'd love it if you could follow me. I must mention very quickly, Lola's in the studio with me. She's curled up on her little bed, very warm and very cosy. She's feeling it a bit today because we had we had a long walk across Beer Head and across the coast path between Beer and Branscombe earlier today. For a little puppy, it was a long way because those legs are a bit small. And you know what dogs are like? Where we take the direct route, they are running backwards and forwards. So she must have done probably three or four times the distance that any of us did. And I know for a fact, just from looking at her, she's exhausted and she's rather struggling today, but it's her own fault, although she had a brilliant time. We all love a good walk, don't we, across the coast path. It blows the cobwebs away, especially when it was a bit blustery, as it was for us today. We have a, a supporter page, if you did want to support us, at patreon.com forward slash Brett's Old Time Radio Show. And now, it's time for our Monday night comedy. It's an episode of Hancock's Half Hour. This one is called The Threatening Letters, and it's brilliant. We present Tony Hancock, Sidney James, Bill Kerr, Hattie Jakes, and Kenneth Williams in... Hancock's Half Hour. <laughs> Good morning, all. Hello. There she goes. <sighs> what a beautiful morning. Let's have the windows open. Ah, uh, Good morning, world. Ah, <laughs> uh, hark at the little birdies. The winged messengers of nature, whistling their joyous tidings, telling us that old man's son is on his way, chasing away the dark clouds and lighting the whole world up with his sunny smile, sending us his little dancing sunbeams to flit among the flower beds, inviting little Miss Crocus and old mother Tulip to wake up and spread out their arms and take Billy Bumblebee into their hearts. How many lumps do you want in your porridge? You bring everything down, don't you? You know poetry in your soul. Look, mate, the last thing I want to hear when I wake up is a bunch of noisy birds screaming their heads off. <laughs> Supposing we got up before them. Supposing they was kipping in their nest. How would they like it if we was to stand under their tree shouting and bawling the odds? Do you think they'd wander around talking about the merry sound of the human beings? They couldn't care less about us, boy, and don't you kid yourself. Noisy, screaming little perishes. Why don't they keep their beaks shut? But they're so merry and happy. How do you know? How do you know they like getting up? They might be just as miserable as we are. They're probably moaning because there's no worms about. Then why do they get up so early? Because they're glad to be alive. No, 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 it's not. It's because they're glad to get out of their nests. Sitting up in that tree all night. In all weather. The rain dripping in the nest. The feathers hanging over the side, soaking wet. 
I bet they got rheumatism and that's why they're making all that noise. <laughs> well, I'm sorry for you. I love the mornings. I'm so thankful to wake up and find myself still alive and see beauty wherever I look. Good morning, everybody. I'm not looking over there for a start. <laughs> Always something has to ruin the picture, doesn't it? Look at her. What a sight she is first thing in the morning. Why don't you take the curlers out of your hair and make yourself look presentable? What are those bits of cucumber doing on your forehead? It does the skin good. It hasn't done the cucumber much good, has it? <laughs> what a waste of good food. Cucumbers were put on this earth to eat, not to stick on your head. Come now, hurry up with the breakfast. I want to get out in the garden, nature's fairyland. The beautiful morning, feel on top of the world. Show's going well. At £9.10 in the bank. Oh, life's been good to me. I've got everything to live for. Look, look, a letter from the BBC. Dear Mr Hancock, we would like to renew your contract for a further season at double your present salary. And fan letters. Dear Tony, we'd love you. You are an inspiration to us all at the biscuit factory. <laughs> Signed, three hole in the middle jam fillers. <laughs> now, perhaps you can understand why my heart is so full of the lust for life. I love the moon, I love the sun. I love the forest, the flowers, the fun. I love the wild birds, the dawn. Oh. What's the matter? You dropped your fork. Mr. Hancock, what's wrong? You've gone as white as a sheet. Hancock, what's wrong, boy? I think he's having an attack. Take his boots off. Perhaps he swallowed a lump of porridge. It, it's this letter. What letter? This one. Look. What does the letter say, Sid? You give it to me. Dear sir, I have decided the world will be a better place without you and your kind. I have compiled a list of people whom I intend to eliminate. And you have the honour of being first on that list. <laughs> Don't try to run away. I shall find you wherever you are. I suggest you spend the little time you have left putting your affairs in order. Prepare to meet thy doom. Yours sincerely, V.J. What does anybody want to get rid of me for? I mean, I, I haven't done anything. I'm harmless. Why should he want to do away with me? Oh, I wouldn't worry about it. It's probably from a crank. Yes, Yes, that's it. Yes. It's a crank. I'm not frightened of cranks. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's from a crank. There's lots of them, you know. There's homicidal cranks wandering around all over the country. They're harmless. <laughs> How can a homicidal crank be harmless? Homicidal means somebody who kills somebody for no reason at all. Oh, no, it's just somebody having you on. Forget about it. Sling it in a waste paper basket. Yes, of course. Oh, you're right, Sid. It's somebody playing a joke on me. <laughs> Trying to frighten me. <laughs> me. I mean, somebody in the public eye like me, we must expect practical jokes. Prime Minister gets them every day. Ring up Downing Street, see if he's all right. Oh, stop worrying. Nothing's going to happen to you. As you said, lots of famous people get them. Well, I was reading only the other day Abraham Lincoln used to get them. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, of course he did. I mean, he... He was shot. <laughs> Why don't you keep quiet? Oh, don't take any notice. In a couple of days, you'll forget all about it. Yes, that's the most sensible thing to do. I had a, an uncle who had threatening letters sent to him. He, he didn't let it worry him either. Well, there you are. He just went about his business as though nothing had happened. Well, of course he did. He didn't take any notice of it at all. Well, a sensible man. What happened to him? Well, they got him. <laughs> Caved his head in just outside Wagga. Why don't you shut up? I don't want to hear any more about it. It's obviously just a very silly little joke. I wonder why he doesn't like you. How should I know why he doesn't like me? Stop talking about it. I just want to forget it ever came. I wonder where it came from. Where's the postmark? Durham. Durham, yes. Yes, I didn't go very well up there, I remember. They hated the sight of me. Why pick on Durham? They all hated the sight of you. Oh, for goodness sake, don't keep on about the stupid letter. Hello. Man found dead in room. Police baffled. Don't keep reading bits out of the newspaper. I'm not interested in men being found in... Here. What? The birds have stopped singing. <laughs> Do you think that's an omen? There might be something evil in the garden. It's that porridge I threw it out of the window. <laughs> you think you're being very childish about this letter? Be your age. You're a grown man. You're quite right. I'm just letting my imagination get the better of me. I love the moon. I love the sun. I love... I wouldn't worry even if he does kill you. <laughs> They'll catch him. They're, they're very good like that, the police. Thank you so much for your reassurance. Well, look, if I were you, I'd forget about it. It's only a joke anyway. I wouldn't think any more about it if I were you. <laughs> Tub, if he does get you, can I have your blue suit? <laughs> no, you can't. Why don't you stop putting the mockers on me? I'm going out. Oh? Are you going to put your affairs in order? No, I am not. I am not taking any notice of the letter. I would make your will out if I were you, just in case. <laughs> Look, for the last time, I am not letting this have any effect upon me. He's picked the wrong man if he's trying to scare me. <laughs> I wish he was here now. See how I've reacted to his stupid little threats. Anyone else might have been worried, but I have a bit more moral fibre than most. It'll take more than a childish letter to bother me. Where are you going? To the police, mate. <laughs> Dear sir, calm down. Stop shaking, sir. You're quite safe. You're in a police station now. Nothing's going to happen to you here. Now, what seems to be the trouble? Constable, this letter arrived this morning. Uh, let's see. Uh, dear sir, better place without you and your kind. Intend to eliminate you. Prepare to meet thy doom. You're a friend of yours. <laughs> Hardly sounds like it, does it? Well, do you recognise the handwriting? It's typewritten. Oh, yes. 
poetry. It's very well written, you know. You've got a nice turn of phrase. I mean, prepare to meet thy doom. <laughs> yes, I will put in it. I am not interested in the literary ability of the gentleman concerned. I want to know what you're going to do about it. Well, well, what do you suggest? It's not up to me to suggest. That's your job. Well, I don't really know. I mean, would you like us to have a word with the gentleman? Have a word? How are you going to find him? The police have their methods, sir. As soon as he strikes, we'll have him. <laughs> well, what good's that to me? Oh, yes, well, it is rather unfortunate you being number one on the list. <laughs> but after all, we've got to think of the others on the list, haven't we? I am not interested in the others on the list. I am the one who told you about him. I mean, surely that must entitle me to some priority. But you must appreciate our position, sir. We've got nothing to go on. Until he strikes, we don't know who he is. But that'll be too late, then. I'll be gone. Why don't you get in touch with him and ask him if he'd mind moving you down the list of it? <laughs> You don't seem to be very interested in this, do you? If I could get in touch with him, then so could you and arrest him. Supposing you leave the letter with us, I'll have it sent to the crime lab for analysis. We know what it says. That's all the analysis I need. Oh, yes, but there's other things the letter says that you can't see. I mean, there might be a, a thread from his suit or some bits of sand from under his fingernails. <laughs> and what would that tell you? Well, it helps to build up a composite picture of him. It shows us that he wears a suit with a thread missing. <laughs> so as soon as he turns up to claim that thread, we got him! How did you get in the police force? Now, now, sir, let's adopt that tone of voice. We're doing all we can. Now let's have a ponder about this. Mm, uh, yeah. Is that your car parked outside? Yes, it is. Do you realise it hasn't got any lights on? And it's an offence to park a car in a main street without any lights on? Look, my life has been threatened. That's no excuse for breaking the law. It's an offence to park without lights. I'm afraid I have to make a report. Wait a minute. What are you talking about? It's broad daylight. It's ten o'clock in the morning. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> What was I thinking about? Uh, of course, it's this changing over from nights. It's my first morning back on days. And old habits die hard, you know. <laughs> uh, well, now, yes. Well, don't you worry. If we find your dog, rest assured, we shall see. <laughs> As a matter of interest, did you get any sleep while you were on nights? I haven't lost my dog. I'm the man who brought the letter. Who's it for? <laughs> it's for me. Well, what do you bring it here for, then? Look! <laughs> Let's start again. I received this letter, which is threatened. Is there another police station round here? Well, you leave it with us, sir. We'll attend to it. Yes, but what happens if I wake up one night and find him standing over me with a hammer? Well, in that case, the correct procedure is to pick up the telephone, dial East Cheam 9739, and when they answer, ask for extension 7395, and ask to speak to Constable Perkins. That's me. If I'm not there, try the billiards room. Thank you very much. I'm sure he'll wait while I do it. 
Well, good luck, sir. I'm sure we'll reach the bottom of this mystery. Thank you, Constable. You've been most helpful. Not at all, sir. That's what we're here for. Don't you worry, sir. Detection works not all dashing about in cars, like you see on the telly. We might seem slow and unmethodical in our methods, but rest assured, the whole Metropolitan Police Force will be mobilised and working on your behalf. Now, that's more like it. That's what I came to hear. Yes, you go home, sir, and get a good night's sleep, and don't you worry any more about it. We'll have him under lock and key in no time at all. Thank you very much. I'm most reassured. Goodbye, sir. Who was that, Harry? Oh, some crank with a threatening letter. Nothing worth bothering about. Right, your throw. Double four for game. (laughs) Well, what did the Rosas say? Well, they tell me not to worry. They said the whole police force is ready to spring into action the minute anything happens. Ah, well, that's a relief. I I bet that's a load off your mind. It certainly is. I'm not worried anymore. Well, I I wasn't really worried anyway. I just thought it was my duty to tell the police about it. I mean, I wasn't worried for myself. By the way, there's another letter for you. Not from Durham? No, no. No, London. Oh, thank goodness. Who's it from? Him. I wouldn't worry, though. He seems quite friendly this time. He just says, see you soon. That means he's coming. He's in London. Yep. At 93 from Putley, he could be here in uh, half an hour. Operator, operator. I want East Cheam 9739. No, 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 no. 9739. Thank you. Hurry up, hurry up. What are you doing? Get your plug sorted out, woman. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. East Cheam 9739. They can't be closed for lunch. It's the police station. <laughs> what do you mean you know it's the police station? You ring them up. They're supposed to be open day and night. Well, give me the cafe then. Quick, it's urgent. It's a matter of life and death. Thank you. Hello, Bert's Cafe. Are there any policemen in there? No, I'm not the inspector. <laughs> What's that? They've gone back to work. Thank you. Hello, operator. They're back from lunch now. Try again. How can they be engaged? There's more than one line. I don't care if they are phoning the bets through. Get me the police station this minute. Ah, East Cheam Police Station. I want extension 7395. Hello? Can I speak to Constable Perkins, please? Oh, well, would you try the billiards room, please? Thank you. Hello, billiards room? Constable Perkins, please. I'm not interested in if it's a championship match or not. Yes, but... It is no concern of mine if he is going to pot the green. Where is the green line? My friend says, where is the green line? It's on the spot down the other end. Tell him to use the rest, give it a little bit of left-hand side. Tell him to use the rest and give it a little bit of left-hand side. Well, that should set him up for the rest of the colours. I don't care about the rest of the colours. Look, tell him it's the man with the letters. He's had another one. Just a minute, hold on. He's sunk the green and the brown. He's now got the blue up against the cush with the pink and the black on their spots. What do you reckon he ought to do? Well, if he puts a bit of bottom on it, dull it into the middle pocket, that'll bring him right bang on the pink, a little bit of top, and he'll follow right through, ready for the black. No, 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 I don't think so, Sid. If he puts a bit of left-hand side on it, that takes him round the table onto the pink from the other cushion. What are you talking about? He'll follow through to the pocket and give five away. No, not if he puts enough left-hand side on it. Don't be silly. Look, I don't wish to be a drag on anybody, but this is my life. (laughs) This is my life that's in jeopardy. 
I might be violently attacked any minute now. Besides, if he puts left hand side on it, he's going to snooker himself. <laughs> Look, just tell him to hit the thing and get to the phone. Oh, it's all right, he's miscued. Oh, he's going to be in a good mood now. <laughs> Hello, Constable Perkins. Hard luck, old man. Look, I've had another letter. He's in London now. Yes, yes. Yes, I'm sorry about you, Miss in the Blue. But this maniac, he's in London now and he's said he'll see me soon. That means he could arrive at any time now. He might be walking up the garden path this very minute. It's him. He's here. <laughs> Send the Black Mariah. Get as many men down here as soon as you can. Look, you stand behind the door, Sid. Bill, you grab the poker. Then when I open the door, hit him. Right now. I'm sorry to bother you, Mr. Hancock. I left my key behind. I've been down to the shops. Why didn't you shout through the letterbox it was you? We've got the police coming now. The police. We've got to stop them. Operator, operator. East Team 9739. <laughs> extension 7395. Constable Perkins, if he's not there, try the billiard room. Oh, dear. What? They've left. Constable, I assure you, you've arrested the wrong man. This is William Kerr, an Australian vagabond. <laughs> Oosh. I mean, should be well known to you. He's not the man who wrote the letters. He's never written a letter in his life. <laughs> he was caught holding a poker in a very menacing position. It's good enough for us. We made an arrest. That's all we're interested in. But you've got the wrong man. I'm sorry the case is closed. He'll go for trial tomorrow morning. But you can't send him for trial. You don't seem very grateful, sir. We probably saved your life. A minute later, he'd have probably caved your head in. But he's a friend of mine. You might I suggest you be more careful in your choice of friends? <laughs> he's a very dangerous man. We found a concealed weapon upon his person. It appears to be a small bow and arrow with a string missing. Our crime laboratory are working on it. We'll soon find out what it is. Show it to me. That's his boomerang. <laughs> All Australians carry boomerangs. Bow and arrow with a string missing. Nevertheless, he hadn't got a licence for it, so we're holding him on that as well. You just leave everything in our hands and go home, so you won't be bothered by him anymore. You're perfectly safe now. I demand you release him... What's the use? Like talking to a brick wall. You haven't heard the last of this, my good man. I'll get my friend out, don't you worry. They've arrested Bill. They think he's the letter writer. We've got to get him out. If you received another letter while he's in jail, that would prove he didn't write them. I'll type one out. I'll put, uh, your last hour has come. I shall be here... Any moment. Hey, here, here. There's another letter just come for you. What does it say? Your last hour has come. I shall be here any moment. Oh, no. He's after me. My last hour has come. He says so. Well, take it to the police. No, no, no. They won't take any notice of me anymore. They think I'm a bit off as it is. <laughs> Besides, if I set foot outside here, he might have me. No, thank you. Under the floorboards, me. Sydney, yes. you take the letter to the police. All right. That'll show them that Billy's innocent and bring them all down here to guard me. Go on, run, man, run. Call in at the florist on the way, Sydney. Tell him to stand by. <laughs> oh, why aren't the police here? 
Sid's been gone an hour. What's happened to him? Hello! Anthony Hancock speaking. Yes, Constable Perkins. Did Sid James arrive? Oh, good. Pardon? No, no, no. Look. Yes, but... Oh, stone me. What's wrong? They've arrested Sid. <laughs> they said, thank you very much for sending him along. They've been after him for years. You worry. I'll go down to the police station. I'll get both William and Sydney released and bring the police down here myself. You lock yourself in and close all the windows. Now, don't worry. You'll be all right. Nothing's going to happen to you. Can I have my week's money before I go? No, you can't. If I give you that, you'll be off. I won't see you again, either. Go on, get down to the police station. Alone. Don't panic, lad. Bolt the door, bolt the door. Window shut? Yes, never get in there. Now, where can I hide? I'll get in the sideboard, I think. No, 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 I'll sit in the chair back to the wall. And I can see everything that's going on. You're not frightened. You're not frightened. Keep saying to yourself, you're not frightened. You're not frightened. It's, it's only one man, me against him. How do I know it's only one man? <laughs> Might be the whole of Durham. <laughs> Might be a march down. No, 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 no. It's one man. One harmless crank. With a gun. I'll reason with him. He'll probably be quite a nice bloke. I'll say, hello, old man, have a drink. <laughs> what did you say your name was? Tom, Tom. Hello, Tom. How are you? Where, where, where? <laughs> now, 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 now. What's all this about you wanting to murder me? <laughs> Here's a ticket for Hancock's half hour. <laughs> there, you see, I'm not a bad sort of chap, am I? <laughs> you won't hurt me now, will you? You like me now, don't you? You won't touch me, will you? <laughs> Who am I kidding? He'll clobber the life out of me. <laughs> I mustn't panic. I must not panic. Relax, relax. Don't think about it. Just do something to occupy your mind. Feed the goldfish. <laughs> that was a funny film you saw last night, wasn't it? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Take hold of yourself. Come on now. Pull yourself together, man. Have a drink. It's marvellous what a glass of cream soda can do for one. <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. I wonder what I look like with white hair. <laughs> now, sit down quietly. Now, you'll be all right. What's that? What's that? Oh, the phone. It's the police station. Hello, hello. Anthony Hancock speaking. Hello? Who's there? Hello? Hello? Hello, who is it? Hello? Hello? Who are you? Who is it? Hello? He's hung up. It was him. He knows I'm here now. I've given the game away. If I hadn't answered, he might not have come. I bet he was in that phone box around the corner. He's probably out in the garden by now. Coming up the path. 
it's him. I can hear him. He's coming to get me. Oh, Mother, I'm sorry I said those things about you. <laughs> Where are you, Mother? He's coming to get me, Mother. They've stopped. The footsteps have stopped. He's outside the door. I'll bluff him. That's it. I'll bluff him. All right, men, train the machine gun on the door. <laughs> you 15 men, get ready to pounce on him. <laughs> Have you got the hand grenades ready, Sergeant? <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Corporal? Sir? <laughs> Tear gas ready? Yes, sir. <laughs> He's walking into a trap. He doesn't know it. <laughs> Machine gun crew, you all ready? Sir? Ah, sir. Yes, sir. Ah, sir. sir. Yes, sir. Ah. All right, man, he can't get away. If he's got any sense, he'll go back to Durham while he's still got the chance. Have the battalion of paratroopers arrived yet, Sergeant? They're, uh, they're hidden in the garden. Stand by. And the minute he comes in... Let him have it with all guns. I get in. Hey, night. <laughs> Don't come near me. Don't touch me. This is the BBC Light Programme. Here is the news. In Durham this morning, the police detained a man accused of sending threatening letters through the post to several public personalities. He pleaded guilty and reserved his defence. East Cheam. Mr. Anthony Hancock, the well-known comedian, this morning went berserk and violently attacked a vacuum cleaner salesman who called... <laughs> he was detained at East Cheam Police Station and bail was refused. Friends say he's been overworking lately. Well, sir, this is a very serious position you're in. What do you propose to do about it? There's only one thing I can do, Constable. I shall pop the red, get on the black, and go for the rest of the colours. Very wise. If you'll just push the table up against the cell door, I can just get me cue through the bars. <laughs> All right, quiet, please. This is a championship match. No talking while the man's in play. Get the triangle ready for the next game. Right, eyes down for a full house. Now, let's see. Prisoners three, Rosas none. Where's the chalk? I'll just chalk up a minute. That was Hancock's Half Hour, starring Tony Hancock with Sidney James, Bill Kerr, Hattie Jakes and Kenneth Williams. Theme and incidental music composed and conducted by Wally Stott, the show written by Alan Simpson and Ray Galton. The programme, which was recorded, was produced by Tom Rodden. Welcome back. Hope you enjoyed our latest episode of Hancock's Half Hour. And don't forget, as always, mystery and adventure with Sherlock Holmes and Dr. Watson on a Tuesday going live at 5pm GMT. As I mentioned earlier, we've got a supporter page, patreon.com forward slash Brett's old time radio show. Thanks for listening. I'll be with you seven days a week, each and every weekend. I'll see you tomorrow on Brett's old time radio show. Love you. Bye. Bye.